It's time for another episode of the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Let me first introduce the man behind the man behind the man at Impact Wrestling, my best friend and yours. That's Petey Williams. How's she going, eh? The the two-time MLP (laughs) All-Star, the head coach himself, that's Dimitri Young. I'm back. (laughs) Here's the shirt. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. I love Mushmouth. Mushmouth was my dude, bro. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Couldn't talk worth a damn. (laughs) And for the next five seconds, our next guy, Lars Fregerson, will pose for you for the benefit of flash photography. (laughs) He's on tour. He's rocking out. There it goes. There goes the shirt. Take your pictures now, folks. I'm I'm punch drunk. Punch drunk. I I apologize to our guest. We don't always take our shirts off, but Lars, uh, before we hit the show, man, you're out, you're touring. How's it feel, man? It's weird because, you know, I mean, I I can only imagine what it was like for you wrestlers in the pandemic because it's masks everywhere. Backstage, there's nobody allowed, you know what I mean? There's, it's nuts. It, it, you know, but it's kind of nice at the same time because, you know, you're not distracted at all and you're actually like hanging out with the band. You know, it's not like you're running around grabbing different people. It's like, and that's kind of it's, but we, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we've ever gotten along better. <laughs> I think it's, it's just because we don't have any kooks backstage. Yeah. Well, listen, this is a pre recorded. So who knows where it could be, but check your schedules. If Rancid's in your town, go see him. What, uh, depending on when this airs, he was just in Cincinnati, gave uh, Dimitri Young a little prop out there. People well, you got to do that. You have to do that. I'm a pro wrestler trapped in a punk rocker's body, man. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking for the cheap pop anywhere I can get it. If I can get it on the meat back, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll take it from the meat hook. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, Pete, a guy that we became friendly with over, I'd say, a couple set of tapings ago in Nashville for Impact Wrestling. We're pleased to welcome on No Way Jose. We call him No Way now, I guess, or just Jose. Yeah. What, what do we just know? It's just no way now, right? Simple. You take out the Jose, you got no way, and I'm still here. Hey, baby. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I guess we're going to just jump right in and start asking you questions because, A, yeah. we're all really excited to have you on. And like I said, uh, I really got to know you over the next last set of tapings. You were a nice guy to me. Didn't have to be. We spent a very long car ride together. I apologize <laughs> for that one. <laughs> But uh, let's, yeah, you got I, me lost like four times. I was like, "Damn, stop going back to the venue, bro!" <laughs> First of all, you were supposed to be doing the GPSing, not me. I was trying. Yeah, right, whatever. You punched in the address. I was just telling you where to go according to what you <laughs> that put is in the thing. You know, I think there's only one way to settle that, settle this, and this is obviously in a cage match. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've seen Dennis Congo, bro, and you better watch out. <laughs> That booty I move. think he almost got there that day we chilled, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to jump right in and start asking questions because, uh, you know, you go from – you didn't spend much time on the indies, which I'm still amazed at this era in wrestling where I grew up hearing that guys didn't get their big break until 20 – sometimes 20, 25 years into their career – and it seems like lately the younger generation has been finding a lot of success earlier in their careers. How did that happen for you? Man, I got lucky. Uh, like, I just, uh, on the Indies, I was just, like, doing a bunch of stuff. Can I curse on here? Yeah. No. Oh, we- All right, cool. 
All right, cool, cool. I was uh, I was just doing the gimmick, like basically what I'm doing now, but I was like, you know, heel, and I was just talking a lot of shit, like being a being a um, a Dominican, basically, you know, whatever I saw my my uncles and shit do, I was like, let's go, I'm gonna do that same thing. And I was in North Carolina, so people fucking hated it, and I was like, yeah. So it was easy. Um, so I, I I did this thing where I went downtown or whatever, and then they were like, oh, you should put on that recruit page or. And then I did, and then they had events close by like a few months later. And because of, you know, I said I was a bigger guy, they said, come through. I did the uh, the tryout. I was a rosebud, actually, but I I, I got lucky because I was actually wrestling Caleb Conley. And we were about to start, or we did something, and then the pyro went off. They tested it, and then, like, I reacted to that. I took a bump. I started yelling at everybody around the ring, and they were like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> he kind of just went with it, and I just – you know, yelled at people, went right back into the match and called, you know, just so I, I got a chance to show a lot of personality right there. And I think they liked it, that they didn't shape me and I used it as part of the thing. And then, you know, went to a tryout after that and uh, then then signed me at the trial. So I, I just got real lucky with the circumstances that happened. So you wrestled, I guess that was your like first dark match was against Caleb, like the yeah. Caleb we work with right now in Impact. Yeah, yeah. The same okay. guy. So <laughs> he has he has the North Carolina roots and. So were you actually trained like by, by, you know, Trevor Lee, uh, Cameron Grimes? Yeah. 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 I was, I I went over there. I came back from uh, South Carolina and then like I knew growing up in North Carolina, you know, there's wrestling everywhere. Um, And so I just took some time and looked up, you know, some spots and I actually went to high spots or George, George's place down in uh, Charlotte and uh, you know, the, the famous collapsed ring. (laughs) I looked through the door. I saw the cardboard boxes in the ring. I was like, Oh, so this is true. And then I went to, to Gibsonville and I was like, all right, cool. And then I walked in with Roy Wilkins, Jeff Rudd. Uh, Jeff's going to love the fact that I'm talking to Dimitri Young right there. Huge Red fan, that guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, then, uh, yeah, and then Trevor came along and, yeah, just trained me there. And I was there for like a year, year and a half, something like that. But, yeah, that's, that's where I went to train. All right, awesome. I heard you say Dominican. You're, so you you got some Dominican in you. Oh, yeah. Full blood, baby. My dad and my mom, both from the island. You know, first generation born over here. So, hey. Well, you, well, you know, in baseball, you play against playing Dominicans out there. And so yeah. I know you're into your um, beans and rice and your chicken and all that. And platinum. Don't forget that. Them plantains, baby. They, they say, how hey, how long, <laughs> how long did it take you to grow that fro, man? Because. Man, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And it's longer too. It's a never-ending story. Shit, I've been growing this, this thing since basically I got signed by W. So like six years now, I just started growing because I was like fresh cut and I did the the uh, tryout. And I was, I said to myself and the wife, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna grow the hair because it's gonna be easier for me to cut it than for them to be like, oh, grow it." And then, uh, then they fucking loved it and it's hot. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to maintain. It's a beautiful bro, but man, this thing's a pain. So yeah, please don't cut it. Please. <laughs> hey, it might happen for a wrestling angle. Oh, you hear it here first. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, oh, okay. All right. I'll write this one down for you. Right. <laughs> no way is up for hair versus hair match. Yeah. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> See what you started, Dimitri. Damn. <laughs> You know, one of the things I, I guess I wanted to ask, because, I mean, you, you obviously, uh, you know, were in a NXT and then you, you, you made the move up and everything like that. Can you tell me about the different 
was it like a different culture moving from each place? Yeah, man, a hundred percent. Like, um, NXT was basically, I say like a high school, right? You went in there every day, you saw the same people every day. You got to talk with like the coaches and then with that, like, you know, Hunter Triple H, he's there, um, every week. And so are the writers. And so it's like, they're there every, every damn week and you get to talk to them and they tell you what they want. And like, you know, it's just, it's, it's like legit, like as much as high school and they had the clicks and all that BS and, you know, like the good and the bad that come along with it. But then you get to, uh, Raw and SmackDown and it's a fucking different beast. It's, you know, a lot of every man for themselves type of thing. And everybody wants, you know, a, a certain amount of spots. So everybody's still cool, but you know, it's more business up there. And like, I think that was the change that I really, wasn't ready for and I didn't expect um, because I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of going to be like NXT. And hell no. And they told you in NXT, like, get ready for it. Like, you know, uh, Bloom, A-Train, uh, Tensai, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was like, uh, this is the purest place, you know, you'll, you'll see in the system. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just thought he was like, oh, just kind of BSing with me. And now he was right. <laughs> so that was the change. You know, I we normally try to keep this a very positive uh, conversation, but there's a question I've been really wanting to ask you, and it seems like, and, and feel free to, you know, no comment me on this one, but it seems like when you came up, you had a lot of uphill adversity, and I'm going to use the word saddled. I don't know if you would, but it, it felt like you still had the Adam Rose gimmick attached to you, and... It, maybe in my mind it was something you felt like you had to overcome or was it something you fell into? Uh, a little bit of both because like with the Adam Rose gimmick that people associate that with the, uh, the my conga line, his rosebuds or whatever. And that, like I said, it's, that's actually what I came in. That's how I got realized or noticed or whatever. So not knocking it, but it was like the ultimate thing. As soon as I started, it was like, you know, you're this, you're this, you're this. And in NXT, I only did it on bigger events. I think I only did it in uh, Brooklyn. And then I did it like in, May, in like live events and just, just to get the people going. Can't do that now. Thank you. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so when I got there, I guess Vince saw it and he liked it. And, you know, after the first week, he loved it. And he was like, that's your thing now. And I was like, oh, hell. And, you know, like I tried to talk to him and like the producers and stuff. Like we were like, hey, man, like, might get settled with the Adam Rose thing and, you know, everything that comes along with that, like pigeonhole, like trying to fight against that and like stuff that people seen before. So there's already that knock against me and everything. It's like, that's what they wanted. So like, even though I talked to him a lot and like, there was a lot of ideas about, you know, turning on them, of course, and using them for this and using them for that. But there's so many damn people on a week to week basis and you just get lost in the shuffle sometimes. And that's what happened with me. So do you feel like, okay, so uh, you're not with WWE anymore. I mean, you were, I mean, essentially, well, I'm, I, well, I'm laying this Spoiler out for you. Alert. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, but Petey's here to give you your WWE walking papers. Yeah. Like, so, okay, uh, so, you're not with, the, you're not with WWE anymore. Moving forward, <laughs> moving forward. Okay. Um, so I guess you want to call it a comedy character. Like, you know, you were yep. essentially a comedy, comedy character. Um, did you want to like after you were done with wwe or like you know i, I want to do something else i want to change my character i want to be a serious character there's or this is a character i always wanted to try or whatever or were you just you know set on like yeah you know people know me as no way jose i'm gonna go out there do a conga line you know 
make a bunch of money, sign a lot of autographs and, you know, do my shtick and then be good with that? Or did you want to change? Like, no, I want a hundred percent. I wanted to change. And I still want to change. Like when I got the call to, to come to impact, like they were like the no way here. And, you know, I was braiding my hair and, and, you know, all that shit. And I was like, ah, damn. Like I thought that was a new look. I mean, and there's still time to do it because I just got there, but a hundred percent, like, I'm six foot three, I'm 270 pounds and I'm fucking ready to go. And I was working hard on like in the gym in order for that opportunity to come. And with everything shut down, like when that call came, I was like, hell yeah, like it still might be a chance. And I'm hundred percent open to it because like, you know, like you said, it's a comedy character. It is what it is. And it'll, it'll have a run, you know, it has a shelf life with everything. And like, I can put, you know, maybe do it for, God, I don't even know. I can't put a timeline on this damn yeah. thing. But like when the opportunity is there to fucking make that change, I'm ready to go. All right. Now, now you're a big <laughs> you're a big old strong athlete. What did you do before you got into wrestling? Do you play baseball? football? Okay. Yeah. I only play, you know, you just said I'm Dominican, so I play I play baseball and like you I thought play, I was gonna play ball. Huh? You play soccer too? No. Hell no, I don't run all that time. Baseball, what position <laughs> did you play baseball? Uh, third and first, so I was a corner guy. Hot corner and the third base. So I it sounded like yeah, some pop in that bat, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely did, man. That was a, my favorite damn part of it. Your huh. typical Dominican can hit the 95 but have trouble with the curveball. You're damn right. <laughs> Why do you think I'm wrestling, baby? <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Dimitri, if I know the Dominican diet, I got a lot of Dominican, and if they just added vegetables, they might be able to hit the curveball. No, I doubt it because, yeah, I don't, I don't do that either. <laughs> you might be onto That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't need some damn things. <laughs> What's your question, Dimitri? No, that was my question. You know, I wanted to know. What he did before wrestling, and he was a baseball player. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't lift weight, like, because my dad was always against, like, you know, lifting weights because it might damage your, whatchamacallit. And then I started to, because it was, like, part of a high school thing, and I was doing them the wrong way, like, I think, like, all chest and no back or whatever. And then, like, I was just throwing in uh, practice in my shoulder, and I was like, oh, hell, and then, I rushed it back and it did the same thing. So the places that were looking at me weren't looking at me anymore. And I was like, all right, cool. Now what do I do? <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to know, because it, it seems like, you know, you, you kind of were, you know, straight into the show. You never really had a chance to express yourself. We're sort of in this modern golden age of professional wrestling where there's a lot, it seems like a lot of artistic freedom, especially in the company that you're in now, which gives you a lot of room to kind of, really find out who you are. And, you know, we've all, I think, seen these comedy gimmicks turn into serious characters and even vice versa. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, you know, so we haven't really got to know you the way I think that you want the world to know you. So I guess my question, you know, and that observation is, you know, would, do you want, would you like to be a heel? Would you like to go that route? Is that something that's more natural for you? I mean, that's the way you sort of started. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think it's more natural for me. I, I know I've been doing this face character for like five years or whatever, but even the short amount of time I did it on the Indies, it was a heel character. And then like, there was something at the taping this past week that like we had to sort of switch it up. 
And like the booze came in and it like fired me the hell up. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, like that's what I'm talking. And it, for me, it's just, I feel like I, I just thrive off of that a little bit. I, I, I like the cheers and everything like that too, but like, you know, like you said, express myself. And I think like being the heel character might do it because with the creative freedom and everything, I've been sort of told what to do that I'm still like unsure of what to do and how much I really like even that impact. Like, it's like, Oh, I don't know exactly what to do or what they want or any of that shit. And it's just, um, the character was sort of just always forced on me and right. like, Oh, you're this big ass dancing guy. It's like, well, I sweat too much for it to be sexy, baby. So like, <laughs> what do I do after that? <laughs> so I just go out there like, but is it a bit intimidating to get thrown into a situation like this where you have so much of the creative freedom if you wanted? Because I, yeah. I, I know, because- and I know Scott, and you could walk back there tomorrow and say, Scott, uh, I'm going to do something different. And they'll be like, all right, let's see what you got. And, and I, you know, some people have an eye for creative and some people don't. Yeah. And, and, and like, uh, like you said, uh, you know, Scott, you can go back. I don't know that I can go back and do that. So it's like, hey, I'm finding that out right here. Hey, you see it here first. So it's like, I would love the opportunity to do that. But then like, if you, for me, it's like, if I say it, then I want to be sure I can fucking deliver on it too. Like, because I know all eyes are going to be on me. If I say I'm going to do something, then I really want to make sure that I fucking do it. You know what I mean? So there is that pressure there too um, with that freedom. And like I said, I'm still trying to figure it out because I just got here. I was in a completely different system. Then there was a year break where I was in no system and <laughs> just trying to get back into the swing of things. Well, so I'll make a comment first, just because, you know, being backstage with you, uh, I observed, you know, how you work and all that. And it, even I think I produced a couple of your matches, um, yeah. at, you know, this last set of tapings. But what's really like, I don't know if I want to call it like heartwarming or whatever the case may be. But, you know, when we're back in the gorilla position, you have the, the conga line there and, you know, you, you, you're not just like, you guys know your job. Okay, let's go. You're like, you're, you're not like that. You, they're all there. You, you take them aside, you introduce yourself. And it's, it's funny to me. Cause you're not just telling them what to do. Like I'll tell them what to do. Like I'm, I don't sugarcoat it. I'm like, yeah, guys, we're going to go down this way. And then we're going to go find Ingrid, do that. But you're like, Hey guys, all right, this is going to be great. You're, you're pumping them up. Like you're doing yeah. like a, like a pep talk. <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, it's going to be so much, it's going to be fun, you know, high energy guys. It's like, you're that, that, that sales guy. And it, yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm like, oh shit, I should be doing that. I should be the one <laughs> saying that. So you, you know, you, like, obviously you've been doing it for, for years now. So, you know, like how to get them pumped up and stuff like that. Yeah. That's my comment. So uh, that's, the, I, I really enjoyed seeing that when you did that. Now, oh, when it comes that. to my, my question, um, I know you debuted at Slammiversary, correct? Yep. Okay. Was it a last minute thing that would they contacted you or was it like that was because I know you, you I want to say you filled in for TJP. Was it last second they called you and be like, hey, man, no way, Jose, you're coming. Or did they have it in the works already? Oh, if they had it in the work, they were working my ass. Cause they, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they I called got... you the day before and were like, hey, man, yeah. can you be here tomorrow? Or if it was like, you know, we're going to use you at TVs, not at Slammiversary, but we're or, and I don't know if they, they like bumped up your debut or whatever the case may be, but was it last minute? Uh, how'd, that, how'd that go? Absolutely no talks about anything with anybody about coming to Impact. So I was like, all right, cool. I think I mentioned it 
to Scott like a few weeks before, like, if you ever need me, let me know. But that was that was the extent of that conversation. And uh, then the previous night they were they were doing that Deanna um, promo. And then he dropped, you know, a couple of hints or whatever. And at the end, he did that No Way Jose thing. Tommy came back in. And I just texted him and I was like, huge pop, you know, because a couple of people texted me and like I got tagged in a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, huge pop. But still, no talk about anything. And he was like, you know, imagine if you come in. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then in the morning, I, uh, well, I went to get lift legs and I did a hell of a leg day. And then something I was like, you know what, just in case, because wrestling's wrestling. Let me yeah. stretch after this, because usually your boy don't stretch, right? So, <laughs> and so like I stretched for like forty five minutes, and then in the morning got a text from him, and he was like, uh, "Are you booked tomorrow?" And I was like, "Nope." He was like, "Stand by." <laughs> so you know, I'm on the West Coast, and it was damn three three o'clock, three thirty. By the time he texted back, and he was like, "All right, we need you here tomorrow," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I leave at six in the morning, it's three o'clock now. Like, let's go, baby. And so like I flew in. I came and I did like, you know, one connect to the other and I was flying in. I got in the airport. I got picked up and the brother who was taking me to the venue, I leaned over and I looked at him and I said, oh, so by the way, do you know what the hell I'm doing? Because I still don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, man. And it was actually like uh, Apollo uh, who who texted me. He was like, oh, you're working Slammiversary. And I was like, oh, shit, you broke the news. <laughs> A guy from a different company told me what I was doing that night. It popped the shit out of me. <laughs> Well, this is uh well, what interests you the most right now? Now that you're starting to get your feet wet in Impact Wrestling, are you interested in championships? Are you interested in what's behind um, door number four? Was that uh, making an appearance on AEW or New Japan Strong, or you know putting something around that waist? I um, think I, I th honestly, I think it's kind of all of the above, man. I have. I haven't had an opportunity to do a bunch when it comes to like championships, when it comes to championship caliber matches, when it comes to like even singles opponents, like working programs. Like I've never really had that opportunity to do that and show what I can do. So going for the championships, hell yeah, let's fucking go. Like, and then on that respect, in that regard, like opening up to like, you know, New Japan and AEW and all that stuff and that, like all the other promotions, like, I'm here for that too. Like I'm just trying to showcase what I can do. And I feel like now, even though I've only been there a handful of times, it, I do feel like um they 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 even have more faith in me than what was previously given to me, you know. So it's like that's what I appreciate. And I'm just gonna try to knock it out the park because you know, I want it all, baby. I want it all. So <laughs> um, I guess my question is because every time I you know, listening to this conversation, I keep Eddie Guerrero just keeps coming into my head and I'm kind of looking at you and I'm thinking, you know, so who were the guys that you that you sort of looked up to? Were you into wrestling? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Eddie was was a big one. Um, he was a fucking man. And then uh, The Rock as well. And that was when I when I saw his entrance live, I was like, I need this because it was like everybody shot up at the same time and like just a ton of different people from a ton of different places. But when his entrance came up, everybody lost their mind hair on the back of my neck. And I was like, Oh, that's I need some of that right there. But yeah, those, those two were kind of the ones I watched all the time. And Jeff Hardy too. Jeff Hardy was always one that like just drew me in and being from North or growing up in North Carolina too. It was just cool to see somebody from North Carolina, him and Matt both killing it 
like week in and week out. So those were those were the guys that I that I watched as I was growing up, you know, and and falling in love with what is wrestling. Yeah, because I mean the Carolinas have such a rich history, obviously, <laughs> professional wrestling. So you know, I was just curious, you know, I mean. It, you know what you were watching as a kid because obviously i think you might have been born after the nwa on wtbs yeah i, I think so because <laughs> so, i don't remember watching it so. <laughs> well i didn't pick you so i don't even know how old you are hey 33 oh, okay yeah yeah, so yeah. <laughs> well you you get you have this one persona which sounds like you're excited about uh, transforming into whatever it is at what point do you start taking notes? Do you start really putting pen to paper and creating who you want to be next? Oh, I've been doing it like since I got there and like, you know, team and like, as soon as I found out I was with Fala and I was like, all right, this is where we can possibly take it. I have some ideas here. I have some ideas there. And then for me as an individual individual, I've just been trying to write in as, as many things as I possibly can in order to how to transition into that uh next character or role or how i want to incorporate different things in order to do that so like i've been actually working it's a work in progress if you like when i was over there um wwe like that's what i did week in and week out everything every week i wrote down like possible things that i can do and week in and week out they just turn it down turn it down turn it down turn it down so now i have all these ideas that you know i got to figure out where we're going first and then from there, I can, you know, branch out and do different things. So I, I know that everybody, like just knowing people that have worked for WWE, everybody's always presenting ideas because that's what they want you to do. They're like, all right, well, uh, come up with something for us or, you know, that you can possibly do or whatever. It seems like everybody gets like 90% of their ideas turned down. Um, have you gotten any through to them? And so that's question one. And question two is like, what was your favorite like storyline whether it's nxt or the main roster that you were involved in uh the okay i'm gonna say that and i don't know how many people have claimed this but in december of 20 god when did that title come out i might have the years wrong but in december of 2018 i wrote to my writer and i word for word said what if we do a 24 7 championship no way what if, I'll pull it up right now. What if we do a 24-7 title, you know, that gives everybody something to do, the people that, because I wasn't doing shit. And I was like, they're not going to put me in this title run, that title run, that title run. They didn't want to do hardcore. So I was like, what if we do a 24-7? He straight up said, no, that's not an idea that we want at this time. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I just kept rolling with other ideas. That I was watching fucking Spartacus at that time. I started coming up with stuff from there. And I would. I was just watching so many different things, but that's, I legitimately remember that six months later, here comes a title, you know, and I'm like, oh, no love. No, no, <laughs> no, bonus. no bonus. No bonus, no nothing, no recognition. No acknowledgement. Nothing. I don't, like, like I said, I don't even, I don't even know if it was my idea, but I know six months before that, I mentioned that, and then there it was, so that was what it was. Just so um, you know, all the dirt sheets now, the headline from this podcast is No Way Jose came 24-7 <laughs> title. And you're gonna, I'm going to say, you damn right. You didn't come out with the old wristwatch design for that belt, did you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> That's all the it's title. It's green. <laughs> yeah, that green thing like really threw me off. I was like, oh, okay. But you know what? Truth is making that shit. 
work. Like that dude, he's awesome. Yeah, but no, yeah. So that that's that's the only thing I'm gonna say about that. Six months before, as a legitimate, and then like a couple different things here and there, but like you know, it's all like I just wanted to like with Elias, like I just wanted to walk with Elias and you know, like be like sort of like a band member, uh, um, uh, roadie or whatever, like kind of that regard. And they, yeah. they kind of did it with Lucha House Party, and now with the the other guy, um, right? But then they switched that, and now he might not do that anymore. But a uh, couple other things here and there that it was like, oh, okay, no, they said no to me, but I saw their music with other people. Eh, whatever. They warn you about that. They tell you that happens. Yeah. So um, that. And then what was the other? Oh, the, the Your favorite storyline. Story yeah. I mean, I think the only one I really had a chance to sink my teeth into was with Aries. Um, and that was like at the very, very beginning of my ride. But then after that, I mean, I had like a couple things here and there, but um yeah, the one with Aries was the one where I felt like I had a weekly storyline and then we had, you know, some creative freedom at the very end of it in order to, you know, perform this match in front of all these people that they were into. And I thought that was dope as hell. So, yeah. So, um, so you, you're labeled just like everybody else, an ex-WWE guy. So what advice would you have for those that, that got released that that you know how how do you get back on your feet and stuff like that because i know for a lot of those guys it's, 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 and, and females it's a real tough ordeal to you know oh, get yeah. a dream job and stuff so so what, what what would you say to them about picking themselves up and moving forward um I, for, for those who can i'd say just get on the ball quick and like inter, i mean introduce yourself to people like uh Put stuff on your social, like be very proactive about all that. For those of those, for those people who can't, because I was one of those who took it hard, like just make sure you're okay in your mental health. Because if you try to just rush into it, I found that my progress was uh, uh, was tougher because to like get through because I kept thinking I was ready, but I really wasn't. Like I thought I was there, but I really wasn't. You know what I mean? So like I just mentally make sure everybody's there. Uh, good, and then if you're ready to go, fucking hit the ground running because you know it's hot right now. As soon as you get let go, you're one of those names that people are interested in. So make yourself be known to people, you know, in a respectful way, and just like sort of have ideas of um, what you can do for a company or what you can bring to a company in order for you to be, um, uh, gosh, a priority, I guess. Like that. You know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, but I, and I and I guess my question is something like this, and I don't think we've really we've had a lot of uh, of wrestlers on here who have wrestled for uh, the WWE and have been let go. But in hindsight, looking back, <clears throat> do you see like a bigger picture as far as why you were let go? Why are they letting go of, of a lot of these other talents? I mean, does it make sense to you now, or did you not think about it like that, or is it just kind of like? You know, you said that you kind of had to take a little moment and kind of breathe a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it, now that you're working in another company and you have a lot more artistic freedom, you should be fucking stoked, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. And so, like, looking back on it, it's like, I understand that every business is business, but it still don't make sense to me, you know? And, it, like, let me just be real for a second. And, like, all the other cuts that they're making, like, that still makes sense to me. So... I don't completely understand the business side of it. That's why I'm over here chilling. So, <laughs> so like that hindsight is 2020. I love where I'm at right now. And like, I, you know, 
I know a lot of people either right away or after the initial shock, they love the fact that they get an opportunity to do other things and to prove themselves and show what they got. And like, sorry, I think that's my, um, and yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at mentally right now. Like I'm ready to go, you know, and I, I still don't understand the whole thing because, you know, they only give one excuse and it's like, okay, it doesn't make any sense with all the money that's coming in, but that's neither here nor there. That's not my business. And Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> you're you're on a podcast with a bunch of guys who have had adversity in their lives. You know, Dimitri's been released. Petey's been released. I'd Lars, you felt adversity. I felt adversity. What was the turning point from the down moment to I got this? What what made you pick yourself up, dust yourself off? Was it a conversation with somebody? Was it a moment? Because we all had the pity parties when 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 we when we were there and but there's a moment where we turn it all around <clears throat> i had several people talk to me like drew mcintyre is one of my good buddies and so is apollo um cruz they talked to me a lot and you know they were always there to you know if i was down about something or whatever and of course the wife but like the moment i think that it was like oh i, I better get my shit together it was having a baby in about five weeks here. So I was like, thank yeah, thank you. And it was my first kid. And I was sort of like, Hey man, I can't be sitting moping around the house with this baby. And like, you know, growing up in the situations and circumstances I grew up in, I didn't want any of that like type of negativity around a newborn, you know, especially my kids. So that that's where, when we got, it was about January, end of January, we figured out we were going to be parents. And I was like, I got to get my shit together and just start rocking and rolling. And that's what I started doing. Started hitting the gym more, uh, tried to put more stuff on social, even though social media don't get along. <laughs> and like, just try to reach out to more people here and there in order to, you know, get something, get something working, basically. Now, let me, let me know if you agree with me in this, uh, you know, a statement, I guess is you know a lot of the people that were released right i see it like i'll use samoa joe as an example just because you know i'm buddies with him and it's fresh in my mind even though he's working back there again but you look at samoa joe he gets released everybody's like what what's going on but samoa joe his character when he's released and you hire him in a different company he's gonna be samoa joe like that's always been his character right i feel like when they hired you they gave you this character. This wasn't, you weren't like no way Jose on the Indies and stuff. So do you feel like, cause I know I do, you have like a, a little bit of an edge on yeah. the other people that were released because you can go, you could be a character that nobody on a wide platform has seen before. All they, all they've seen is the no way Jose character. So you could really, and especially like even use an impact as your platform. Like, Hey man, give me the opportunity to, you know, show you what I can do outside of this comedy character. So do yeah. you feel like you have uh, like a one up on the other people that are released in that regards? Uh, in a sense, I guess I could, but I'd have to have the trust and the faith of the person or the company behind it. Because initially when you get me, you want the no way Jose character. Right. And I think that's the thing that I have to sort of tackle and brush out the way first. Once you get the character, then we can get into the, the meat of it all about, wanting that edge and something else like because even when i go somewhere and i don't have my hair in a fro that's a tough sell for you know some of the fans or whatever who were promised no way or no way jose you know so i think in that regard i have an opportunity to show a lot of people a lot of good shit but i just need to 
sort of humbly be this character first <laughs> and then kick it out the way and then show what I like the stuff that I really, really want to do. Cause you know, I can, I can work this thing and do it all and, and what it is and then get my foot in the door and then hopefully be able to do something else down the road. Now going through the WWE um, car wash, so to speak, you know, you coming up through the ranks you know, there's a lot of scripted stuff that you have to go through and stuff. And we talk about the creative freedom that you have at Impact. So do you have an advantage, so to speak, when it comes to the scripted, knowing your part already? So when you do go out there and slam it, you know, a lot of it just comes right out of your head or you do a lot of impromptu stuff. Well, I mean, like for certain things, because they I like at Impact, they tell you generally what they want. Like if we're doing a promo and then you're able to just go out there and speak. And it's like, oh, I haven't had that. God knows how long. Like I was, <laughs> I was so confused when Jimmy came up to me and he was like, this is the idea. Go. I said, what do you mean? That's it. Is <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. so all I got? But like, I think it's so, it's, it's so cool. Cause I know like the timing in my head, I know how long they want. And then I know what beats a writer or a producer or whatever would want. And so I have that freedom to sort of hit whatever I want to do and make sure I hit all the points that I think they want as well, or that I that typically when you're filming something they'd want. So I, I think in that regard, yeah, I do have like a little bit of a, a one up on something. And even like with TV time and stuff like that, like that internal clock starts running. I had to match this, this past tape and then I was just like, all right, this is taking way too long. So I just had to like start yelling at people in the ring and try to make it look like I was still like, yeah, but I was like, you little fucker, hurry up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, just stuff like that, just body position, ring position, like moving people and stuff. So I think I have like, you know, a, a good grasp on that. So that's, that's, a, that's a positive about working with a car wash that you like. I like it. Working at car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, you know, the, one of the things that was interesting that you just said about like, you know, almost being given a script and then having to deliver it, right? And anybody who's ever been in that position, you know, like I've, I've you know, I've, I had an opportunity to act and I had to do these lines and it just, and I almost had to believe it was me. And now that you're in this position where it's like, you know, you can just be you. Now that you're here, and I know it's only been a short, short time, <clears throat> my question to you is, Making money and being told what to do, is that more important than having creative freedom and maybe not making as much money? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, because I, I was already there and I made the money and whatever. It was by far the most anxiety I've ever had going into a place. It was the most stressed I've ever been. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the back as well, but the same way. And it's it's not who I was or how I was. And, like, I still, when I walked into Impact, like, PD sees me in my in my little corner and I'm just chilling, you know. And it's just like that's where I am right now. But it's like that's that I get around and I start walking and talking to people like that. But like that WWE atmosphere, I was always just like just kind of chilling and like on edge. But now like it's 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 freer. Like I'm able to go around and just BS with people and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I definitely think the creative freedom about everything. Like I'm, I'm a completely different person than, than I guess how I was treated or how they saw me or whatever. And like, you know, just, it was, it was different to, to be treated in, in a, I felt like more kind of disrespectful way. And 
I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it, but also I couldn't do anything about it. So that was the rough part. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak out of line and all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was different. So I'm definitely happy now. I, I want to take this to Slammiversary. Uh, Here we go. Backstage. Right there, chilling. Yep. Uh, two questions out of this, by the way. Uh, Follow introduces you, uh, makes a slight little slip up and calls you your old WWE name. Does no, uh, that was meant to happen. That was meant to happen. Was it meant to happen? Because I, yeah, you, you heard that gap. That was a long gap. That was ah uh, ha. Now we got clearance cap. Let's go, baby. And then I'm rolling. Wow, <laughs> wow, clear. Do you hear that? All right, people. Do. <laughs> I don't know. I think he uh, closed that clearance gap a little bit too quick. Uh, <laughs> Did he? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't if know. You get what a letter. Wasn't with follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not you. Mahalo. Not me. No. No, I told him not to, brother. It was, it was, uh... <laughs> well, but you're standing back there. You're about to come out. Is there a little bit of you that worries, like, will they remember me? Because I've asked this question in different forms to other guys who have been released that, that have showed up on Impact or other television shows. And especially with maybe an actor who's had a huge uh, hiatus and comedians there's always that worry of, are they going to remember me? Did you have that kind of worry or were you still pretty fresh? Like, look, 90 days is nothing for me. I don't know. It was a, a year and 90 days for me. <laughs> so yeah, well. so it, it was a while. So like, of course I was, I was nervous and I'm still nervous every time I go in there. I think a lot of wrestlers are nervous. Like the, the, just that, you know, just wanting to go out there and perform and do a great job. But, but that it was sort of like, all right, this is either going to, it's either going to hit or it's going to miss. <laughs> and so I was nervous about that because they brought me in as this surprise thing. And if it missed, it was going to suck, you know, because it was like, oh, here, back to the drawing board. But luckily it didn't. And I was like, even if it did, I was going to make sure I couldn't breathe by the time I got to the ring because I was going to make sure that people dance <laughs> so, and had a good time. And then, you know, it ended up working out. But yeah, that, that, that whole nervousness, especially since, like I said, it was a year and I wasn't a prominent fixture on WWE television and NXT I was, but that was even two years before that. So it's been like three years before, I mean, since I've been like on TV every week, you know? So yeah, nervous, but I'm good. <laughs> so like during your time in WWE and all the way through up until now, pretty much like your hiatus and, and all that kind of stuff, have you thought like, Hey man, like, yeah, I like the wrestling aspect, but you know, maybe I could see myself in a non-wrestling role. Like I look at like, Jimmy Jacobs, right? Like if you follow the independent circuit, you know, you, you know, he's done like ring of honor stuff, like, you know, mid card level and stuff, maybe some main event things. And he's done a lot of, you know, independent and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he got his big break working for WWE as like a writer and stuff. And now you see him backstage pretty much. He pretty much runs the show pretty much, or like at least 50% of it. Um, so have you ever thought like, Hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll transition to a non-wrestling role, like a producer, writer, whatever the case may be. Is that like something that, you know, you, you strive for? Actually, it crossed my mind in the last few months, really, like, you know, just doing like more so of a backstage role. And I don't know if it's the baby coming or the knees going. And <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, I'd sort of, and like I said, I come up with a bunch of different things and it's like, you know, if that's where my mind is, where I'm just coming up with things, coming up with things, coming up with things, like, and I can pick somebody on the roster and be like, oh, this could be like, I think that would be very interesting. And I think it would be a lot of fun. And of course, I'd have to follow somebody and 
see how it is and see how it works and see if I'm cut out for it and, you know, go from there. But like, honestly, yeah, legit been thinking about, you know, if there's a possibility to do that after, after the ring. Well, Petey Williams is like the Bill Parcells of agents. Like he has the coaching tree behind him. Everybody who's been under him as a, a learning agent has moved on to WWE. So I think you should follow Pete. No, that's that's 100% true. Uh, agents, as in, as in producers, he means. Um, who get who like Davari? You know, I'm like, hey, this is how you do, you know, the truck. This is back when we did, we're in the truck. And then, you know, goes to WWE. Same with like Lance Storm. Uh, who, who else went up there? Um, Sanjay was here before you. Yeah, oh, Sanjay. Sanjay was there. Yeah, like a bunch of like we bring them in. It's like, yeah, this is how you do it, and then the boom, they're gone. They're up to oh, um, uh, Joe. Uh, what's his name? Joseph Park. No, not not no. He actually taught me. Um, actually, no, <laughs> self taught, self taught. But yes. So what what Dennis is saying is like get under the learning tree, and then uh, you know you'll, you'll you'll go somewhere else and make more money, pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Next statement, I'm there. I'm going to be here if I can chat on. Be like, hey, brother, uh, what are we doing? No, but in all, in all seriousness, no, you've seen the differences, like, way, like, night and day between WWE and Impact. Like, WWE, there's one person assigned to do, like, you know, your match. And, like, they tell you almost exactly what to do, or maybe it's, like, a scripted promo or whatever. And you see an Impact you know, I'll, I'll wrestle a match right before you. Then I'll produce your match. I'm like, yeah, do whatever you're, you want. Just make sure you're, you're, you're putting your stuff on and you're like, oh, brother, what are you doing? Right, cool. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to write that down right here. Like your, your pen's oiling now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true, it's true. But like, I mean, does it, would you, what do you prefer? Like, I mean, do you prefer like, you know, more structure and stuff like that? Or are no, you like, I, I like the, I like the freedom. Like, you know, yeah. the, the structure, the structure it wasn't just stressful for me. It was stressful for the writers and producers as well. Cause like ultimately it funneled down to one say, you know, and it's like everybody was trying to rush to get that and we couldn't do anything. So everybody was more tense about what they allowed. Like you guys would be like, Oh, you done? All right. See. And then like over there, it's like, Ooh, I don't know because we're going to have to clear that. And, and, you know, all this stuff. And then there's like a three hour process to try to um, clear something. And at the end, it doesn't happen. So it's like, all right, cool. Then we do this. Ooh, they already. Mm, I don't know if you can. And it's just like, all right, it's it's stressful. So I definitely like like the freedom. Um, but on uh, someone like you, I'm like, damn, man, that's some skill right there because you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're doing a lot in a day. Golly. <laughs> so in your immediate, uh, not immediate future, let's say five years down the road, are you interested in having your own wrestling school? My own wrestling school. I thought about that during the pandemic, um, especially since around here, there's not too much in Washington state. Um, so I, I think I got, I got, I got to, I got to really think about it, but it, it's something that I've thought about and like, I'm open to it. You know, I'm open to it around, around this area, especially where I just feel like there's a lot of people who want to do it, but they don't really have a spot around here. So thank you. Sorry to interrupt. Um, well, I guess one of my questions was, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've been wanting to ask, start to ask guests this because, you know, and like I mentioned before, we're at this Golden Age Wrestling, we're seeing a fucking death match on national TV. You know, we're seeing every aspect of pro wrestling, whether from the backyard to the bright lights, is being, you know, 
it's there for you to watch now. Is there is there something that you just are not going to do? Would there be? I mean, is there something in wrestling I'm you know that you would never do? Um, I guess in wrestling, never say never. Off the top of my head, you said death match, and I'm like, I saw that even still, and I saw the one Cardona and Cage did, and I was just like, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing. Because I'm looking at Cardona, and I never thought much of him, right? And then I watched that match, and I go, oh, my God. And then what he's doing now as a result of that is just made me love him that much more. It's like the yeah. ultimate, you know, you know, it's like, you know, the uh, uh, Jersey Shore guy is now the biggest heel, you know, yep. in the world. and you Loving know, it, living it. <laughs> I mean, he's got his little laundry list about like well, how he's going to change. No shower dodging, no pizza <laughs> cutters, you know, all this shit. And I'm just thinking this is the best thing that's that's happened in a long time. And granted, you know, uh, Game Changer Wrestling is, you know, it's been a great product for a very long time. And I think a lot more eyes will be on that as a result. But I think it's because they pushed the limit a little bit because they had a guy like Cardona, and it's all, and it's all in a, in this artistic way, you yeah. know. So I guess you know, I, I, you know, you're the first of my new staple question, but I'm just wondering, like, are you, I mean, are, can you do a Congo line in a fucking death match? Like, I oh, can they, see that. They take all those hits for me, baby. Yeah, I'm that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be the cleanest dude out of a death match you've ever seen in your life. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like that's that's where we're at now with wrestling. It's yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, but like I said, never say never, and Cardona's doing it in such a way that it's like like those people hated him when he won it, and I thought that was beautiful. I loved all those beer cans being thrown, and you know he loved it too. Okay. He was like, "Oh God, oh God!" <laughs> I, I, you know, I saw at a house show, and and it's I've never seen it since until that moment. CM Punk and at the uh, Cow Palace nearly started a riot to the point where Jericho got out of the ring and went to the back. That's how bad it was, just wow. by you know. The, the the pure heat and it wasn't like cheap shit it was pure heat and seeing that and and that cap and the capability that he has moved him in a, a skyrocketed him into a whole different dimension so and, and the, the way he works like his social and all that stuff like that dude they hustle like so he's gonna get every bit out of this that he can and like he's a smart guy man, so Oh, but like that's said, you've never seen it. You've never seen it. And that's why he's doing it. Cause he's probably, it's never been done. So right. he's like, let's, let's utilize this to the best way he possibly can, which I mean, he's killing it. Well, we got time for one more question a piece. And I guess I'm going to kind of stick with that line of questioning for you and not so much uh, what you will and won't do, but the, the, the indie scene has changed so much from when you were on it in the short time that you were in WWE until where you are now. Do you, do you lean on somebody to help you navigate those waters now? Yeah. I, I asked a, a couple of the boys, you know, every, every once in a while, like, what do I do? Where do I go? Do you trust this person? How do you do this? How do you do that? Cause it's like, you know, when I was in the Indies, I literally worked for one company and that place didn't pay me a dime. I got paid in pizza slices and I loved it. You know, <laughs> you, know you can make money now, right? You, you can say what? Money. You can make money now. 
Did you know? Yeah, that? I can actually make money now. So, so that's that's fantastic. So it's like, you know, I, I really didn't need to do it before. So I'm still trying to figure it out, especially now that everything's opening up. I mean, it's 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 a difficult thing to do if you're not used to it. So I asked a, a bunch of the boys, you know, a couple that I know, like Gallo's like, I'm always like, hey, brother, what do I do? And like he helps me a lot, like, you know, sort of manage the wellness. So what, what I want to know, well, first, uh, something that I'd like to see you do is I'd like to see in the X division, like six foot three, 200 and something pounds. I think that'd be great to see just, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, like you write, versus, that, write that down too. <laughs> yeah. I already, I got it right up here. I don't need to write oh, that. Okay. That's already, that's that text has already been sent anyways. Hell yeah. Um, no, but my question is, and we, we ask a lot of the guests this just because it, 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 it turns out kind of funny. Um, and we ask about Vince McMahon, you know, what your interactions were like with Vince McMahon. Do you have any, like, uh, you know, f- funny one-liners that he said, or funny stories, or anything like that. Like when you have interacted with him. Gotta remember. Um, no, not really. Like I, I, I inter- Well, every time I talked to him, he would always get fired the hell up about messing up the conga line. Oh, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta lay into him. You gotta mess him up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go, baby. Let me know when we're doing this. And then he said it to me like three times and it never happened. And I was like, oh, God, okay. But like, he was always so damn fired up about that. And I remember I talked to him one time because I have a, a sort of a resemblance to Zeke. And um, like, I was talking to him and, you know, maybe about doing something. And like, he was like, hey, how you doing? And he talked about the conga line initially. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not here to talk about that. And like, you know, I was like, I got something to pitch to you. And then, like, I told him about maybe bringing in, you know, Zeke or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> he got fired up. And that never happened but because there wasn't enough time. But, yeah. So just a couple instances where, like, you know, that that voice and that face and that intensity like, came out like that. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's no, everybody's talking about. We love hearing everybody's impression, pretty much, of Vince McMahon, too, because everybody has their own voice. But it's very similar. And it's yeah. like, it's almost like we know him personally because everybody gives their, and it's always the same. And I'm like, oh, you know, we know this guy now because everybody tells, uh, you know, the, their little story about it and they use the same voice. It's great. Same voice, same mannerism, same yep. everything. Yeah. It, I mean, it ain't a lie. <laughs> Mine is more of a comment more so than a question. And it's about the smile. It's very infectious. And I know when I watched you on NXT and then, when you got called up and now on uh, impact, every time you come up, it's just like, it's just like a burst of energy because you're always smiling and stuff. And so me being a high school head coach now, and I deal with the amateurs in baseball, you know, I say, who are your favorite players? They always say Tatis, Lindor, Mookie Betts, you yeah. know, not. I say, what do they all have in common? Have fun. Yep. They smile. And, yeah. and it's very infectious, and that's how you make money. Now, I know you're going to eventually turn heel, and you're going to probably have a devilish grin with that, but I just wanted to comment and say that, you know, you're very energetic, and I like watching you because of that. It's just like, oh, wait. And now, oh, wait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that's you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, Dan. I mean, a lot. Comment and let you know that greatly appreciated from this end. Oh, thank you so much, man. That means I, I love hearing stuff like that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very welcome. <laughs> I definitely think that it, you could, you know, think Eddie Guerrero. Think Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Write that down, Petey. Yeah, I Write it down. 
right? <laughs> Text has already been sent. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I, I guess my final question is, and I know that you're a West Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy. Are you taking any indie bookings at this moment? Yeah, yeah I'm taking them wherever. I mean, um, I'm actually going to, how do you pronounce it, Pete? Mississauga? Mississauga? Mississauga. Mississauga. Yeah, on Sunday. That's when, that's when I got going. Oh, right there. Uh, what promo- I don't even know what promotion. Destiny. Uh, Destiny oh, Des- oh, you're going to have a great time, man. They're, they're great. Yeah. They'll take care of you. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. I'm oh, excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going there for that. So I'm, I'm just taking them wherever I can get them. And um, yeah, whatever uh, frees up with the schedule. And I'm going to like in September, it's a little iffy because that's when the baby's born. So I'm just going to try to be around here for that because I don't want to miss it. Um, but yeah, so I'm taking them. Whoever you know, just throw them my way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, gladly, gladly talk to anybody. Except for a death match. Okay, you know what? I'll do that too. Cool. <laughs> you changed my mind. Not saying nothing. Just my arm. Got it. <laughs> I'll be your manager. All right. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, no way. Where can people find you online? Direct them. If, if even bookers it's odd that sometimes we'll get people that'll email us and be like hey can i have this person's email address i want to try to book them on a show but you know you throw out what you want yeah well um since they transitioned me back to no way that's not the the stuff so it's at l-e-v-y-v-a-l-e-n-z at levy valence that's both twitter and instagram and if you want to book me it's actually my first name so book levis at gmail.com so it's a little confusing because I do go by no way. I was like, I might switch that thing. And if I do, I'll let y'all know so you can make corrections or whatever. But um, yeah, that's what I got going right now. Uh, see anything else? No Twitch because no, no cameo. I should open that back up. Yeah. Nope, nothing. <laughs> but not, nothing right now. Cameo, I think I just went by Levis Valenzuela. So yeah, just a couple of different variations of my name here and there. And that's how people can find me. All right. Well, listen, for those watching, the show's over. We'll say our goodbyes off the air. Make sure you go subscribe to Wrestling Perspective. You can watch on YouTube and Twitch Friday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take it with you on every major podcast platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Sometimes we'll read them on the air. Tell a friend. Uh, Guys, we'll see everybody next week. Maybe. Hey, I'm following you. You said what now? I'm following you now. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm fired up. (laughs) Thank y'all for having me, man. Great conversation. Thank y'all.